from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. But no, actually, with VIA, you can get on the VIA app and schedule a ride, essentially. But that ride, will you'll start with VIA, but then they'll take you into our system. You essentially can go from your front door to Metrolink or Metrobus or to a transfer center. I'm Sarah Fenske. If you need a ride in certain parts of St. Louis County, there's an app for that, and we don't mean Uber. For the past year, Metro Transit has been providing microtransit services to underserved parts of both South County and North County, a passenger-specific alternative to buses. It's called Via Metro STL, and it's recently both expanded and better integrated into Metro Transit's app. And joining us today with the details is Tolby Roach. He is president and CEO of Bi-State Development, which runs Metro Transit. So Tolby, welcome back. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. So tell us about VO, Via Metro STL. Is it fair to think of this as Uber for very specific areas during certain times of the day? Well, maybe fair is correct, but of course I'd like to call it VIA um, because really these are the partnerships that we should be looking at. We should be looking at as the county and the city and our region is changing, and certainly we know that we can get, um, uh, hopefully as long as it's not stuck in Memphis, we can get dog food and everything from uh, from Amazon. But also how we're looking at transit and how we're moving people around our region, we should always be looking at what are the new options available to our customers and adjusting what those are so that we are serving all parts of the community. VIA helps us to do that. And so rather than have a bus that's going to take me and all my neighbors from point A to point B, this is more individualized service. Right. So for instance, we can't run a 40-foot bus into every corner of every single neighborhood. But our tasking is to try to get to every corner of every neighborhood so that we're creating that economic access for everyone in every uh, community from north to south, from east to west. And so one thing is about this on-demand, mobility on-demand, MOD service, is that that first mile or last mile, which can be completed by a partnership with VIA, would and then integrate with the service. So that's how it works. And so you're doing this for just $2. How can you possibly make this operation work? <laughs> that seems incredibly cheap for an individual ride. So this is just the start, and that's right. We, we give, even on all aspects of our service, uh, really our end product is about service. We are supported by the tax revenue of both sides of the river, and it's about getting service out. And so reaching people and, and getting people to those uh, points of economic access, whether that be jobs, whether that be health care. Look, we want to take everybody there. But of course, figuring out what these key access points with partnerships, like this one with VIA, at a very low-cost entry point is an important way for us to show enhanced service and hopefully get more people on our buses and trains. So we got a question from a listener. Dave writes us, how does this differ from Call-A-Ride? So yeah, it's, uh, so Call-A-Ride, for instance, is the parallel essentially paratransit provider for Metro Transit, okay? And how that works is that specifically for um, folks in the disabled community, that it's harder for them to access our regular service. Mm -hmm. So whether that they be visually impaired or any other of all variety of 
ADA capabilities. So in that, we run a parallel service known as Call a Ride in Missouri and known as ATS actually in Illinois. And that's more point-to-point service where, for instance, uh, a Call a Ride van will go directly to, to your door and take you to, let's say, a medical appointment or any of that nature. But what we would like to do, of course, is move more people into the most efficient, efficient from a cost standpoint, and where they'll see more of their neighbors, more of their neighbors on Metrolink and Metrobus, and integrate as much and as many people in our regular service. It happens to be the most efficient, um, and that's one of the ways that we get that done. So call a ride that's picking someone up at their door, taking them to, say, the doctor's office. With mm-hmm. this service, with VIA, um, it might not pick me up at my door. It might pick me up at a, a major block that's a little bit farther away from that. It can be door-to-door service, but, for instance, to qualify for call a ride, you have to, for instance, meet an ADA threshold. So sure. you have to prove, of course, that you you have a need. And, of course, then we'll fulfill that need in your transportation needs. But no, actually, with VIA, you can get on the VIA app and schedule a ride, essentially. But that ride, will you'll start with VIA, but then they'll take you into our system. So it's integration. So remember, when I say first mile, last mile, that first mile outside of your door, getting you, say, to Metrolink. So let's say you go on the VIA web, uh, on the VIA app, I'm sorry, um, and you'll go in and you'll select the Metro Transfer Ride, okay? And so the the VIA Ride is $2, and then you get a transfer onto our system, which is another dollar. So then for $3, you essentially can go from your front door to Metrolink or Metro Bus or to a transfer center. And so it's kind of an integrated service and kind of a more modern service and one that everybody is starting to uh, expect that they can access on their phones. And as you said, this is all app-based. I'm not calling a ride with this. I'm just tapping mm-hmm. a ride. Yes. Um, nobody calls anybody anymore. That's I for think. sure. <laughs> I can't get anyone I to think, call me. <laughs> I think that's true. I, I, I show uh, pictures of old dial phones and people are like, yes, he's an old guy. I guess I am an old guy, but... Um, But what I need to do is lead our company in a direction that is more responsive, that has some of these new ideas. And we're going to try it on a pilot. Uh, We'll see how it works, and we'll see if we can drive that ridership up. We sure are going to try. So you first launched this service a year ago. That was the heart of the pandemic. That feels like unusually stressful timing to me. What made you decide to launch right when you had so many other things to worry about? So I would call unusually stressful very applicable in the past year. Yeah. But we have made it, and we've made it through the strength. And, you know, look, I, I can't stop, but... Remember, uh, yes, our ridership is down almost 50%, but that 50%, those essential workers, we still have been getting out there. And I I cannot be here this afternoon without recognizing our operators who still showed up and did those 4.30 a.m. shifts on Metro Bush and Metrolink and still moved St. Louis. Sarah, we've operated over the past year. We've still sent those, brought those people out to those essential jobs in, in at hospitals and at grocery stores, and they're still there. But we need to always be looking at making our, our system better, safer, of course, and cleaner. And so were a lot of people using this in this past year? They took advantage of this this new pilot. Yeah, so we actually had some pretty good numbers to start. We, we registered over 12,000 rides um, within uh, some of those specific pilot areas in North County and the Fenton area. So it, it looked like, hey, even in the face of a pandemic, 
that this was an option that the public was willing to take a look at and use. And of course, look, this is one of those high tide incidents. Yes, VIA gets more rides, but also Metro gets more rides. So it's good for everyone. And then of course, what we're showing is an enhanced and better service that's different than the old traditional model that we, that we designed in the 1980s. It's not the 1980s anymore, uh, even though I still want my shoulder pads and big hair. <laughs> hey, those are back. <laughs> that's right. They're back, I suppose. But, but they're not back for me. And, uh, <laughs> but I do want to change how our system works and look at the modern enhancements that we can. Partnerships with VIA is one of those. And so you started in this limited area. It's still not available anywhere by any stretch, but you've expanded the area where this is now available. That's as of last month? Yes, as of last month. So then if you, for instance, go to the VIA app under that circumstance that I just referenced, you could be able to select that $3 ride, which would allow you to take VIA and then integrate into our system. And you would be handed a transfer um, that would be applicable to um, Metro or handed, actually, it would be on your on your app, of course. I apologize. But um, that will allow you then to ride our system for two hours, which is a, is a good window of time to complete your trip. And when my VIA driver shows up, is this just in a normal looking car? <laughs> so most of them are labeled and, and they happen to look like minivans and, a, and appropriately labeled that way. You'll see them around in the, in the area and you'll know. And there's also some Metro riding on them. They're actually handsome and, and, and look good. And I, what they're doing is just kind of showing the public that we're trying new things looking at new avenues to try to uh, move people around St. Louis. Well, if you have used this this one-year-old feature, this VIA Metro STL, um, we're curious to hear what your experience was like. Our phone lines are open. You can call us at 314-382-8255. Again, that's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air. We're also curious if you've used public transit during this pandemic, what your experience was like and, and how you're feeling about it. So feel free to weigh in with that as well. We did get a question. This is via our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page. Mary asks, is this available for people with physical disabilities? Um, do they have cars that are, are wheelchair equipped or wheelchair ready? So for instance, the full wheelchair accessibility is accessed definitely through our paratransit. So the traditional route of call a ride and with um, ATS on the Illinois side. And that'll get you to the same place, that'll this service. Absolutely will get, you get you to the same, same place. They just happen to be parallel. So we don't have full eight quotas, quote unquote, ADA capability with the, with the VIA option. So for instance, um, some wheelchair lift capability and so on. But of course that is available on all of our system. You know, all of our buses are wheelchair equipped. All of our Metrolink are full ADA access. And of course we wanna encourage folks to use that part of the system. That first mile, last mile, that's right. That is kind of a more minivan type based. So uh, I would not expect a uh, via uh, full left capability um, in that case. But of course, you have the call ride option. We also got an email from Tom. He writes, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, there are 71 census tracts that qualify as food deserts in the St. Louis area. What is Metro doing to help transit-dependent people get to grocery stores in these areas? That's kind of a big question right there. But. Yeah, boy, it is a big one. And uh, But, of course, it's, it's really interesting. You know, pandemics bring up really interesting policy questions. And one of the things is the fundamental need for transit and for the, you know, look, food availability. 
What's really interesting is right at the height of the pandemic, the most difficult time, and we were struggling to get our service out. I think everybody was intimidated and scared, including our operators. Uh, we Couldn't were, blame them for yeah, that. We they, were, they were hit early on. Yeah, they were hit early on, and we were trying to do our best to get service out. Very interesting who I get a call from on Saturday. It's actually Dave, Dave Peacock with Schnucks, and he was concerned. Look, we we need to be sure that we are still getting essential workers and stocking our shelves and getting uh, essentially food out to the citizens of St. Louis. And he wanted to be sure that we were not um, uh, reducing service. And he partnered with us in giving us a 50% discount on bonuses that we gave our operators, our brave operators, where they got a $100 uh, Schnucks gift card to show up for their shifts. Because Mm -hmm. look, recognizing that it was a scary time and they were still getting out there. They deserve credit for that. But what's really interesting in that in that story is, look, uh, I'm a transportation professional. It I want to try to integrate a grid system that is interoperative. So, for instance, where Metrolink sometimes works with cars and, and for instance, a, a park and ride situation. Or, for instance, you work uh, first mile, last mile with a VIA or maybe with a scooter. All of those should be seen as a unified web that accesses different all different neighborhoods. So th- I would I would say that transit and moving forward on transit infrastructure is one of those things that helps us eliminate those food deserts. Mm-hmm. Uh, have an over uh, an overlying grid that is based on service, not exactly cost. If you do it just on cost basis, right? You know the only airline that we have run, uh, runs from New York to LA. Mm-hmm. That's not what we have. We have to have a grid-based system that serves every corner. We're doing our best to do that. We'd all want that corner grocery store, but you're going to make sure if people can't access that, they can get on a bus and, and go to one. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 we do our best to do that service. Not perfectly every day. I got it. We, we should always be looking to improve. We should always be listening to the, to the uh, public and taking those critiques. And God knows I do the, my share of that. But I need to do it with a smile on my face and figuring out, hey, we're working together and making our community stronger. I want to go to the phone lines. Mike mm-hmm. is calling from St. Louis. Uh, Mike, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. I'm glad this topic came up because I've been beating on bus drivers for four years, and they're they're nice people, and I always give them this uh, information that I can't find. The bus stop at a station like the Central West End Station, it's hard to see where your bus is actually situated because they have tiny little numbers, and you basically have to run up to each bus Mm-hmm. The worst place is that brand, the new station, the Civic Center Station. You climb up the top of the stairs from the Metrolink, and you have no idea where your bus is. And there's all kinds of fancy scrolling numbers, but they don't lead you to where you should be able to get to the top of the stairs and look and say, oh, there's my bus. No. Mike, thank you for, for sharing that. I see Talby taking some notes here. <laughs> right, of course, because, look, fundamental access to system and understanding where the system is is, is just a f- fundamental critical part. And you have may, maybe you've seen some of our new signage, which we are rolling out in the greater St. Louis area, which, which we've looked at over, of course, many, many months to try t- to be more interactive. It's a lot more color-based based on frequency. For instance, there's different colors associated with the stops so that you know how frequent that bus is. 
it's a really interesting system. But of course, we should always be looking at those improvements um, and looking at those individual stations and seeing how we're accessing um, our public and making it clear and efficient. So what Mike is expressing there, that's a problem if people can't tell visually which bus is theirs. That's something that's that's on your radar. Yes, it definitely is. I mean, make, making a system that's simple, cogent, and clear is always a challenge um, because you, you need to have a, a fairly complex system to serve all those different corners. Um, but figuring out how we come and, and, and communicate clearly with the public is a challenge, and I think it's a real and fair critique, and we should always be looking at that. So Mike, in his critique, I don't mean to pick Mm -hmm. on him, but he kind of made a reference to beating on his bus driver, that he was sort of telling his bus driver, this is something you need to get fixed. It it reminded me that we were talking about the morale for these drivers in the early days of the pandemic. Of course, it was terrifying. I'm curious how they're doing today. Well, I hope they're doing great. Boy, I talk to them, of course, every single day. And they're going to come to me and talk to me about every single issue, including signage, including split shifts. And so they so do on. pass that on so when, when uh, passengers tell uh, them that. I stuff. try to make myself available to my operators. I am proud to represent them. I have over 1,800 operators who have show up regularly, m- most of them employment. Empl- uh, members of, of a very strong Union 788. And, and look, let me just tell you one neat thing. My average employment is 10 years, Hmm. okay? Now, what does that tell you? It tells you that the majority of our operators are professionals, and they they, uh, complete a very important function in our region. They should be respected for that, and I respect them. Not only do they respect what they do as professionals as jobs, but we respect them as a company. And let me tell you, Sarah, I can't resist. We need more operators. Just like you got to put that plug in. We need them. Let me tell you, I sure would like uh, to get. It's a good living. Yep, it's hard. Not everybody can do it. It's hard to drive a forty-foot bus down uh, Grand Avenue. It's definitely a challenge. But I need you, and I need those operators to come and and be that front face of the company. It's not Talby Roach. Actually, it's the folks who drive the city limits, who drive the Grand Bus. That's the face of our company. We need to invest in them. So, Toby, in our last minute here, um, I understand you have a new $5 a day promotion that is happening as of this week. Um, Can you give us just the quick highlights on that? Sure. Well, of course, for $5, you can essentially ride our system all day. Okay. And so what we're trying to do is open up St. Louis. I think as we were talking a little bit off air, it feels different right now. Things are starting to open up. And you know, we, we our headquarters are downtown and we're starting to see those people down on the arch grounds and so on. And we want to open St. Louis up. So we're leaving this opportunity. So on Metro Bus and Metrolink, you can you can purchase a $5 all-day fare so you can get out and, and we can start filling those seats. In the end, it's about getting butts in seats. I need to do that. I need folks on our system. But we need to give them a product that they care about, that they think is fair. And I'm working hard to do that. And so how close are you to being back to what ridership levels looked like before the pandemic? Still a ways off? Yeah. So we're a ways off. And I think part of that is we're going to have a change on what our fundamental employment di- dynamic is. A lot is. of people are going to be working from home going There's forward. N- no question. So I think what our ridership will be when we recover, okay, that it'll be a different ridership than what we saw in 2019. Yeah. I just think that's the case. So therefore, 
it's even more uh, critical for us to look at what are the new horizons in transit. So look at these partnerships with VIA. Look at welcoming people on a one-ride pass to go down and see the beautiful arch grounds. Fun, you know, incredible national park down there. I'm, I'm gobsmacked every time I go down there. Um, and so we need to try to look at our city in that new way so we're still evolving and changing, and transit ought to be doing that too. Well, Talvi Roach, President and CEO of Bi-State Development, thank you for joining us and and sharing about these options to do that. Uh, Of course, Sarah, uh, anytime. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.